Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl? twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. So, John, kick off the show. All right, so we're back with Talk 30 to Me. We've got uh, Turg and Randy Z here. And your favorite ghost guest, Sankey's, at the mic right now. They finally put me on because they're desperate. <laughs> uh, they got no content, so they're uh, leaning on the least creative in the group. <laughs> Sankey's, help us. All right. How are you guys doing? After how many episodes were recorded? Today, this would be number eight, technically, because we recorded one and threw it away. And now, I think we... We've gotten to that point where we're ready to to really just spark up and kick kick off season three point five. Three point five. Now featured on Spotify. So this will be Body the first Daddy. episode on This is Spotify. the first one on Spotify? This will be the first episode oh, released snap. newly to Spotify. That's legit. I might listen to this one. <laughs> this would be a good one to listen to. I probably won't. <laughs> He's never listened to a single episode. <laughs> I listen to mine. He's even sitting Twice. right here doing the fucking, you know, the the, the audio and all that. And oh, he's on his fucking. He's our listeners on his phone. don't know that I, I'm not in front of the laptop at this present moment. I've always I was only on my phone for like the past 48 he's minutes. Been on his phone all day, folks. <laughs> I'm looking up couches Lies. right now. Why are you looking up couches? Because I'm I'm making a a monetary shift. Why are you making a monetary shift? Because I'm moving to K Town. Why are you moving to K Town? Because I got a new job. Months ago, though, but. Around the same yeah. time I got my new job, I think. When did you get yours? Uh, April. No, February. It's like end of March, April, yeah. Okay. Oh, then yeah. <laughs> I, All of a sudden, February became end of March, April. Be. So. <laughs> oh, relatively speaking, yeah. Not that long ago. You're still uh, you're on probation right now, right? No. I'm oh, off. you're off? I'm off. I'm my officially parole, off. My, my parole officer said I'm good. Oh, there you go. Well, I get a new boss in like two weeks, so it's like the second probation, possibly. No, you can't go through two probations per California. I think it's 90 days. No, yeah. I know. It's not like a legal probation. Yeah, but, but like she's going to probably, he or she, whatever it may be. Technically, there's, yeah, it's per the company, but yeah. Mm. Not California law. Right. Yeah, so I got a new job. I'm going to get a new place. Um, What's going to happen to your old place? Well, currently the plan is to sell that place and see how much equity I can get out of it. Save some money, buy something next year that doesn't work out i'll keep it fix it up and then uh see how long i can hold on to it and randy you're buying a place right attempting currently currently in escrow oh currently got some interesting news today that there's some foundation issues so it's back to renegotiations or back to negotiations that's not always a bad thing so we'll see it's it's been nothing short of stressful the entire (laughs) entire time that i've been in escrow nothing has gone smoothly Inspection ha- was supposed to happen three weeks ago. It, ha- it finished today. And, and this is the second inspection? It's technically inspection 1.5. <laughs> technically inspection, inspection 1. Yeah. yeah point I mean, five. The continuation yeah. of the first. Yeah, continuation of the first. Because uh, for whatever reason, they installed a steel gate right in front of the only access point to get under the house to look at foundation and plumbing. So they had to call a contractor to cut a hole in the floor for a new access point. Wow. So it's been. It's you didn't been have struggle. to pay for that, though, right? No, I no. didn't, because I had to get done regardless whether I buy the house or not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great neighborhood, though. 
there's always a positive, right? Yeah. But I think this kind of harkens on the fact that there's been a lot of change amongst the group. And, you know, we clearly haven't released anything in July. I don't know if it's that obvious for our listeners, but we've still been getting a lot of downloads. <laughs> I guess people have to catch up, right? But uh, we haven't released anything in July. And I think that was kind of a collective hiatus. Yeah. Or uh, what do you think? The hiatus caught us? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we had intended to do that, but schedules couldn't align. Motivations kind of dropped. Yep. Um, Hence me on the mic. <laughs> Sankey stopped being able to help out on the uh, marketing side because he had to go to night school. <laughs> Is that what you call working the corner nowadays? Yeah, out there on Beach corner. Boulevard? Learning those hard lessons. God, it must be real hard. Wow. <laughs> See, it always it always takes a turn. I don't know what turn you're talking about. Lessons are hard, man. School of hard knocks. Yes. Well, you got to take it there. Uh, you did. But here's the thing. and I mean, we got to level with reality here. These things take time. And time creates value. And the value wasn't there. So we took a break. And people take breaks. And it's fine to take a break. As long as you come back to your creative endeavor and make sure that you're back to that point where you feel like you can do this and recommit to it. And if ever there's another time where you need to take a break, take another break. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with podcasting. You take a month off, you're suddenly four or five episodes behind, right? When you're trying to keep up with the competition. And it's a very crowded space nowadays, right? Sure. When, I st go ahead, finish your thought. When we first started, it wasn't as such. So no, now it's it was, like... No, it, when we started, it was still as such. And I still am not a fan of going on a weekly basis show. I love it. <laughs> It's hard as hell for me to get an episode out in the week. And I know for you, editing the same thing. But yeah, yeah, it, it's hard, but I love it. But see, here's, here's the thing. And I think with the whole, re, not retooling, but refocusing, refocusing our, our efforts and in, in our, our talking points in, in future episodes, I think giving ourselves more time to record and more time to edit, which would probably mean less frequent releases, would be in our best interest. I think ultimately the listeners feedback would be in our best interest would also be, yeah what are, what are people saying nothing that's the problem no one's talking no one's talking or saying anything they were at one point in time and now it's just kind of like we've get, been getting a constant stream of people listening but no one's giving us feedback so we want to hear from you guys we want to hear from you guys out there and let us know what you guys want do you guys like the weeklies or do you guys want us to go less frequent but more in depth um me, personally, I like the weeklies. I like the weeklies because they're short, sweet, right to the point. I can listen to it in a car ride to work, and I'm good to go. Not that I listen to our show at all. I don't. Wow. You, you know how much work I put into Neither of you listen? I do. <laughs> Sometimes. We have a podcast? Do all this editing and neither of you listen? Of course, I have to listen. I have to write the notes. But um, when, we, when we go about this, I think we have the right idea. I think we just got to push through 2018 and see what our listeners say and, and go from there. But personally, going back to the whole schedule thing, I, I think 2018 took a big turn for me in March, right? Um, left my job and got a new job four oh, months I in now. I thought you were going to say you had another kid. And I was like, what? <laughs> I've been hiding him under the bed this whole time. His name is Julio. <laughs> Julio. <laughs> <laughs> it. It got a little, it got a little real for me, and you know, a couple, few episodes ago, I was relating to the fact that it's, it's tough making decisions, and it's tough being at this level in my career, 
it's a hump, right? It's it's kind of one of those things you got to get over. And I think I might almost be there, you know, and I just got to endure a little bit more. And that's kind of where I think we are with the show, right? Three years into it. Mm-hmm. We're at that, we're at the, clo- or near the apex. And I think we're almost at the finish line for trying to figure out what, we, what we're trying to do here, right? Ultimately, and uh, plan out the end game. I think we just need some feedback and need to hear from people. But suffice it to say, these transitional periods in our lives are difficult. They're not easy. I didn't expect another transition right now. And I feel like I'm going through a transition because there's so much resistance happening. We're trying to make things happen. We're trying to make things work, you mean? We're trying to make things work, yeah. And I don't know if it's, okay, I need to take a step back and, and uh, reassess or change my course of action or is it maybe that it's um not just the task at hand but the entire vision path or uh end goal that needs to be adjusted or retooled uh-huh. and i'm not sure that and, i mean i s- say all that to say i've been reconsidering grad school over the last couple of weeks yep. and uh applying in september um because you know i have so much extra time on my hands so it just makes perfect sense <laughs> Now, you say that now, but you can't look at the now. And here's the problem. And here's no, the thing that I, I tell everybody. No, I'm being everybody. facetious. I have no time on my hands. I don't know when I would do it. Oh, okay. You don't have time. No. Oh, I thought you did have time. I don't know where you got that time from, but I was about to say. When, once like, you close escrow, you're not going to have any time, especially if you're going to be doing upgrades and all that stuff. No, bro. It's going to be another year or two of saving and then having it done. Mm. You're right. And you can't spend that money on grad school, even though you wouldn't be spending much money. Free. You're right. Oh, that's Well, right. I mean, aside from the books and reg fees, probably. No, tuition. I don't think we need books. It's PDFs. You can get them. Really? They do that now? I couldn't do that. I'd need a book. You can print it out. That's funny, and it's contrary for me. I hate paper media, but when it comes to learning things, I like to have a book. You're very traditional when it comes to learning. I hate paper media, but I want books. I want books. (laughs) You're like the biggest Kindle in the group. (laughs) 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 He called his laptop a Kindle. It's like a huge grandfather Kindle. That's a Surface Pro, man. Whatever they call those things. You might as well have like an iPad. Is it, it the same? Is it the same size or is it bigger? It's the same size as your iPad. Uh-huh. Is it bigger? Bigger. It's well, I mean, bigger. maybe it's, it's it might nice be the screen. same size as the it's iPad. Four K screen. Okay. You can't beat that. Retina display. My booty. Anyway, um, going back to transitions. Yeah. Right. Okay. You have no time now. You will not have any time, and you will not have any. You know, creative. You won't have any time to uh, funnel into your creative ventures either. So, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Going back to grad school isn't going to solve anything. It's probably going to generate more questions than it will answers. I mean, in the way I'm looking at it right now, I'm I'm hoping that it helps me make sense of what I'm doing and brings a better focus or better perspective. But I don't know that I'm going to get that entirely either in grad school. Right. I mean, you know how I feel about education in general. It's it, it's never going to be learning what's to come. It's only making sense of what's happened. Right. You know, so it's it's just this hard line to walk of like, well, I mean, what am I really losing other than time to do it? But then it's like, well, really, all I have right now is time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's a worthwhile investment. It's probably going to cost me two years to do. Minimum. You know, maybe three. Minimum. Yeah, no, it depends on the program. But yeah, it's a big time commitment. And you have to think about the future. Where are you going to be? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think future wise, once I leave SC that would set me up for consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of what you're doing now, but on a private level. 
No, 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 no. It wouldn't set me up for that. That I could keep doing on my own on a private level. But, oh, okay. you know, it, it's hard to do and maintain my, my membership to uh, the associations because they frown upon private advising. Really? Yeah. Huh. So you would have to have some type of appointment at a university to be able to maintain your membership. Wow. And then you can do private advising on the side. Okay. So, so why don't you do that now? Uh, and kind of refocus? I, I, uh, I met a guy that's kind of doing what I want to do, but he isn't at a university. He is has his own private company. He's a physician. I'm not sure if he still practices or not. Um, but we started the conversations with me helping him out with some of his workload, some of the things that I know I excel at that he probably doesn't as do as well as I do. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of in those conversations. And uh, that's where I got, got this sticker. He gave me that. He's like, you know, I, you know, let's let, I, let me help you out. If it, if it's your if it's a kickstart for your own business, great. You know, it's all about collaboration, not competition. I was like, cool, let's do this. I'll help you as much as I can, and we'll go from there. But I don't know that I I want to do that. It is a easy connection to make, but in the long run, is that how I want to? spend my time or is that what I want to rely on? It all and goes back to purpose and passion. Purpose and passion, but it's also cyclical. So it's only like a three month gig out of the year. Mm. You know, I would do it and see what it, I mean, that sounds like a very low risk, high reward type sure. deal. Yeah. You know, from my standpoint, but that's only me and that's an objective. Sure. You know, perspective. But here we are again, struggling with where to pivot on multiple levels in our lives. So how do we cope? You know, how do we cope with these kinds of things? One way that I used to do uh, to cope with these things is write. Write out my thoughts and my my perspectives and my... Emotions. Emotions, quite literally. And I didn't think you really wrote your emotions. Sorry. No, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. You, ha- you have to get down to what your core. And if you're not identifying that, at, at, at your, if you're not identifying with yourself at your basis level, you're not really making progress to establishing a vision toward your future. You know what I mean? So... You kind of have to overextend yourself, and it's private for the most part, you know. But if I want to share, I can share. And here's the great thing about it: it helps, but it also consumes a lot of time, of which I have none. Yeah, and that, and that's why I asked you um, earlier this week: wh- one, why were you considering the MBA program, and and then two, why why aren't you considering it anymore? Yeah, time, big one. That's, I mean, just think about it. Hmm. You know, it's a big time commitment for three, two to three years. Right. But I mean, if, if anything, well, it's arguable that these are the most important years of your kid's life, but at the same time, now's the time to do it because they're still relegated to the house. They're not taking on their own extracurriculars that you would have to miss out on. Right. You know, and how would that set you up to go into the consulting side of things that you ultimately want to? All very valid points. I don't know. But I think going along the, the mindset that experience trumps education Mm-hmm. It goes to a certain extent, you yeah. know what I mean? Because uh, the education, really all you get out of an MBA from what I've heard is the network. Okay. And I think it depends on the school. Every school is different. Every program is different. Because I've heard that about uh, UCLA, SC. UCLA. Um, uh, uh, I heard Woodbury is very good experiential wise. I heard. Uh, what's that other one? Cal State um, Long Beach was good Northwestern. Oh, I'm talking out of state now too. You got okay. Yale, Harvard, the big names. Yeah, that's all network. It's all network. Then sure. I look at the billboards. Yeah, like uh, the smaller schools, right? Getting an MBA online. What's that going to do for me? I had mm-hmm. a buddy that did MBA online, and he enjoyed the classes, but he felt like he was shortchanged in uh, like discussion. I'm know? not. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. In the interaction and and getting to know people and and fleshing out your own ideas and and bouncing them off of real people like we're doing here yeah. in this kind of forum. Well, Sankey's got his JD online. 
Might <laughs> <laughs> as well, right? Went to a, well, no, that was that was your whole thing, right? You, you wait, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> that, I wanted to do that. I wanted to do an online program. Google you, Google you, or YouTube, right? Learn everything. But you were not to say you were hard pressed, but you were pretty hell bent. No, I can't even say hell bent. Are you talking about the new position? No, talking about going to law school. Oh yeah, well that's why I took the job because I wanted to get into a law firm and see if I wanted to actually be in the industry. But you don't know what happens behind closed doors, what the lawyers have to deal with, all all the bullshit that they have to not to not go in, through to get in to the, where they're at in their office. You not know in I mean? the like the legal aspect. I don't deal with any of that. But I talk to them one on one all the time, and we have a large team of them, so I can go up to a lot of them and they and have different experiences. And, yeah, 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 that's good. And, so, and that's the kind of thing that I tell people that ask for like career advice. Like, what do I want to do now? Find someone that is doing what you want to do and interview them. Yeah. I doubt that they're going to say, no, I'm cool. Yeah. It's captive mm-hmm. information. Yeah. People when, are always happy to share their stories. Like in my experience, I get mixed reviews. Some of them say, oh, well, law school was great, but I mean, I don't know that I'd do it again or... Uh, this career path was what I thought I wanted, and now that I got it, it's not it's something not, I want right. to keep doing, but I do it because it makes me a decent living, and it's what they do. Yeah. You so hear a lot of that. You, you no longer are getting your fulfillment in your, your career, your job, you're getting your fulfillment in your life outside, mm-hmm. but your career funds your life outside. And like they have families or kids, so now they're used to, or they're used to a certain lifestyle, they're used to you know having, I guess, a certain level of comfort financially, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like, why would you digress from that now that you have it and then risk everything to start another career path that's not secure that's not stable perhaps maybe not even high demand yeah it, it, it's a big risk and these are all great transitional questions and it, mm-hmm. when you hit that point in your life what do you do again it all goes back to how do you deal with it so i think a simple formula really is to flesh out your ideas get it on paper Get something on there that holds you accountable to the to those perspectives, to those concepts that you're that you're identifying as things that you want to do, and then establish kind of like a time frame, um, how long it's going to take you to do these things. Now it's nothing concrete, but you want to give yourself due dates, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a due date for anything, I mean, mm-hmm. let's take it back to, to well, high you, school. You if you didn't have, have a due date on homework <laughs> or your or your projects, would you ever get them done? Yeah, but there's it's also account- there's always accountability always from accountability. somebody else. You can have due dates all you want. We were supposed to have seven episodes recorded last month. Didn't happen, right? right. If you don't have someone that's there with you to do accountability or if you lack the discipline, like I like discipline, mm-hmm. um, and that's been like a continued practice that I'm working on this year. And, I, and, I, and I've just, I say I've failed miserably, but I want to really dial in on becoming a disciple of myself. Mm-hmm. Until I reach that point, it's hard to just set due dates and be like, all right, I get it done by this week. You're absolutely right. I'm the same way. You know, if I have a gym buddy, I'll go to the gym all the time. If I don't, I'll be like, mm, no one's watching. I'm going to take a cheat day today, you know, and not go. But does that go back to like how much drive you have to get what you want? Yep. Like think about it like in terms of dating, when you really want to go after somebody, you're going to be relentless, right? Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no? I was like, man. You you don't think so. well, I was flying across you the country. Tell, so tell Chloe yeah, I mean, you do it all the time. You're committed and you, you fly out there and you devote all this time. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with your goals too. Like uh, you're absolutely right. Everyone's motivated by something different, right? Yeah. Everybody's mo- and it all goes back to where you are in your life. Like if you have a relationship, you have everything squared away. What's next? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that all goes down to you. Like, okay, you don't have a relationship. You have a job. You're comfortable. What's next? Well, probably a relationship. Maybe before that, you want to sell your house, get into your apartment, get settled, and and figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And then get a relationship. Maybe they'll happen in parallel. But your priorities are not dictated by th- your your will to achieve them. They're dictated by the nature of the way the world works. Things happen when they happen. And your response to what happens is what makes the change in your life. And how you receive that change is all dictated by the decisions that you make to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. And it's all based on mindset and it's all based on how readily available you are and how engaged you are in your current surroundings and your current environment. And if you're not, well, guess what's going to happen? You know, that moment's going to pass you by and it's going to be an afterthought. And then you're going to be July. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be our July. Exactly. Well, I think that the thing that has helped me at least to stay focused and as far as career is concerned is fear usually. Like, I'm afraid that somebody will take my job. So what I try to do is learn how to do what everyone else is doing so that mm-hmm. I'm stable and secure. But I do it because I'm scared. So I'll spend all these hours studying and researching. and Hence his night school. But it's yeah. weird to be motivated by fear in that regard. But uh, I, can't, I read this book, The Gift of Fear, but I cannot remember the premise of it. But I want to say it was along those lines where, like, you have to use that as a motivating factor, mm-hmm. you know. But I... Well, it's both a motivator and a deterrent. Right. So you got to yeah. be careful. Right. It's a fine line. It, that's it, that's it's what, what I'm It's basically it's what's driven me to become a digital marketer in like less time than I know anyone I've known. I mean, I I was kind of experienced in it, but then I can safely now say I can start my own digital marketing agency today. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And it's because I was scared. Like, holy crap! What if someone else comes in here and has this full resume of well, experiences, that's, that's you know, more imposter syndrome that you were facing. And too. that, but that's the other thing too. And I feel like a lot of people I talk to are always saying like, you just gotta, uh, you know, just figure it out as you go along. Commit don't, to it. Don't feel like you have to have all the answers right away. You you can Google it. Like right now, we're in an age where we have so much information at our fingertips. So whether or not you know how to do it today, it doesn't mean you're not going to learn how to do it later on or tomorrow. So you just got to take the risk and. Even if you're scared, which has happened to me, like I, I took a risk taking that job. I wasn't fully qualified. I hope none of them listen to this, but I mean, no, I mean, even if I they took do, a big you, jump and I just you sold owned them. it, right? Yeah, when well, and like it. the thing that I always uh, was very confident about was my work ethic because when I worked for the company I worked for, like I outworked everybody there. Yeah. I would outwork anybody, and nobody ever judged my work ethic or my integrity. And that quality I took with me to the new place. And I basically told them, like, this is who I am. And if you don't provide an environment where I can fully commit, then I don't want this job because I don't want to work with people that are just going to half-ass everything. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You're ready for the moment. You received the energy. And now you're capitalizing on the advancement, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to do. But that's what you have to do. You have to be engaged at that very point in time where, you know, the world is going to call on you and it's going to ask you, are you ready? You have to say yes. Or if you're genuinely not ready, you say no. And that was our July. We said no. We looked at, we looked July straight in the face. We said, you know what? Time out. Or at least I did. And I might have drug you in there with me. But I think it w- might have been a good thing that we did. Because had we... Let, let's just put it out there and, and say, had we released a good uh, or had we recorded seven episodes, would have would they have been quality episodes? At that point in my life, I was feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, burnt out, 
and I've been developing anxiety, which has never been a part of my life, would they have been quality? I don't know. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm erring on the side, side of, of probably not. Yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't fully embrace that like you did. And so I was still stressed to kind of figure out and connect these dots in a way that it could happen. And when I wasn't able to do it, whether for lack of motivation or just like frustration or just the stress of everything else that's kind of going on, it weighed on me more than being able to embrace the fact like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it this month. Right. And it wasn't supposed to happen that month. Right. My break wasn't supposed to come for another two months, you know. Mm. So. But on something like podcasting, I feel like this is one of those things that you have to do all the time. Yep, you do. Even you if you don't want to do it, you can't take it's a kind break of like going to the gym. You're going to lose leverage. You're going to start building an audience. They're going to trust you. You have to be consistent. I mean, that's what I've been learning. It's always about consistency, even if it's crappy, but at least you're going to get a reaction. Right? Yeah, but consistent. we determine the consistency. It doesn't have to be weekly consistency. It could be right. every two I mean, weeks, you guys could just do it. The days you say you're gonna do it, right? Or post yeah, the and this is a conversation for you know another. How time. shitty did it feel that we got on Spotify during the month that we weren't doing shit? Actually, it felt great. It felt so <laughs> shitty for me. It's just like fuck all you know all these episodes on Spotify now, and we have nothing new to contribute to. Like, we're nothing. We're not. I mean, but that that but was a fine. testament to the work that you guys already had put in. I don't think it it was a reflection of that month. It was just a reflection of everything you guys had done. Shitty already. podcasts don't make it onto Spotify. Well, they do. Mm. But they, you know what, you know what, there are a few out there that's true, but <laughs> let's just go ahead and say that we have enough listens and we have enough of an audience to generate that. Now, hopefully we'll get that extra bump. I'm, I'm super glad that we took July off because I felt like now we can come back and we can kind of figure this shit out. Well, I think, I think for season four, we need to, to change. I think we need to get away from weekly. We need to have structured like first half year. We drop 10 episodes, second half year, drop 10 episodes. And then just give ourselves time to go off and do other projects. We'll see. Time will tell. That's a conversation that we need to have another day. But you know what? In the end, we want to hear from our listeners. We want to hear what you guys have to say. If you guys even like the show, shout out. Say, hey, what's up? We get a lot of actually, we get a lot of traction on social media now. But it's a lot behind closed doors, too. Yeah. So we got to be putting that out there. We want to hear from you guys out in the public eye. Tell us what you think. Give us some love, baby. <laughs> Give us some love. And Turk, where can the people love on you at? You can love on me all over Instagram and Twitter at Turg says no. Sankeys, where can the people find you? You can find me in many different places. I'll start off. <laughs> Just kidding. Beach Boulevard. <laughs> Anaheim. No, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I don't use Twitter. I have an account, though. But no one cares. Where's your, what's yeah. your handle? Sankeys. S A N K E Y Z. You don't use Twitter? No. I thought you were still tweeting about yeah. like your weird lunch confessions or. That was at the old job and that uh, was like a year and a half ago. Okay. I think. My bad. I mean, I could get back on it, but I just don't have time. That and I don't know what to say. 140 characters is a lot. It's 280 now. Yep. Is it? See, it's even it. worse. And Randy, where can the people find you, man? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. See, I threw it to you because Sankey's dropped the ball big time. I was about to end it right now. I completely forgot I didn't say anything. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure to stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast rate us on apple Podcasts, and if you really like what you hear make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review talk 30 to me i'm turg and i'm randy z Bro.
Peace. <laughs>